0: Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Gareth Buland with special guest Nara Damasson on guitar. We recorded this on his family's land in Barkersvale, New South Wales, outside of Nimbin, which is where I stayed for a good two weeks during and after the Nimbin Roots Festival. So thank you so much, Gareth, Bronte, and company <laughs> for feeding me and uh, letting me crash there for a bit. This episode of Get Up in the Cool is brought to you in part by Kauai Old Time. They have a special message for old-time musicians and dancers, music lovers, and travelers. Aloha, y'all. Tickets are on sale for the second annual Kauai Old Time Gathering taking place this November 16th through the 18th. Workshops and performances by Foghorn String Band, Cajun Country Revival, and lots of local Hawaiian artists. Head over to kauaioldtime.com for more information and to preserve a bed or a campsite in the beautiful mountains of Kauai. Lots of music and lots of dancing with Cajun two-step, Puerto Rican Kachi, kachi, and old-time square dancing. That's Kawaii, spelled K-A-U-A-I, oldtime.com. This episode is also sponsored by Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan, my go-to for traditional instruments and accessories. Next time you want to upgrade your instrument or you run out of strings or lose your favorite pick or your tuner breaks, go stock up at Elderly.com. Make sure to stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with all of Gareth's projects, musical and otherwise. I'll also let you know how to get exclusive bonus content for supporting Get Up in the Cool. But first, here's my interview and jam with Gareth Beuland. Enjoy. and welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me at your farm. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah. So, uh, what did we just play? Uh, that was a tune called Magpie. Where Where did you get that tune?
1: Uh, I actually got that tune uh, from a recent guest on your podcast, Max Evans. Oh, he did play that, uh, didn't he? <laughs> from the all-day breakfast string band. I'm not sure if he played it on the show, but uh, he came to our local session here and they played that tune. Must have been it. And, uh, and then I looked it up. Uh, to find out uh, the details
0: yeah. yeah magpie yeah i think i learned
1: it from Al- alan jabor recording
0: oh very good yeah it ha- it's sort of like uh there's this jam in philly um the mermaid Inn, and it has sort of this very particular tune list yeah. um and a lot of them i in my head classify as cute tunes yeah yeah and this is like a cute tune. Yeah, it is a cute <laughs> ch- tune. Uh, yeah. Tune, tune, and uh, and then I heard
1: I think Alan Jabal said that it's called Magpie, but it, the place it comes from, which I can't recall, actually doesn't have magpies at all.
0: Oh. Mm. Man.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why they have the the Magpie tune to make up for the lack of magpies yeah, uh. in the area.
0: What is a magpie? I know it's a bird. Oh uh, yeah, magpies
1: but... like a black and white uh, bird, and they're they're sort of they're all around the world pretty much. They have, have them here. Like. Yeah, we got them here. I wouldn't classify them as cute, though. They, no, they, they actually aren't swoop you and they take your oh, eyes yeah. out if you're <laughs> They're an evil bird. <laughs> but they're an evil
0: bird. So they obviously didn't know what the bird was like or the tune maybe would be a little nasty. I don't know. Like, no, or they're nice. They have a beautiful call.
1: They do and have, yeah. I think maybe like the second bit where it has those sort of double stops, maybe it could be imitating the call. Yeah. Uh, but they're also a cool bird because they hang around in families. You see the mum, the dad. and the baby and the baby is funny because it looks older because it's a bit gray yeah in fact that's the and the baby ones just hang around and whinge at the you just see them
2: going and
1: then you see the mum they're whinging for food and then you see the mum it's probably probably the (laughs) mum goes and gets them the food and feeds it to them
0: this is a new word that i just learned the other day uh whinge oh whinge yeah Yeah. really to to complain right yeah yeah Yeah, it means to complain in a really whiny sort of way yeah um, Because Lou was, like, having uh, a stressful interaction with someone on the phone, Mm. I think, about uh, organizing the Newman Roots Festival, which is why we're here. And she said, oh, you caught me whinging.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what is that? Yeah. Whinging. (laughs) Whinging. Yeah. What were you just doing? Whinging? Whinging. (laughs) Australians are pretty notorious for whinging as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. We sort of
1: like it. It's almost like a a national pastime. Oh, sorry. I was just having a
0: whinge. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry,
1: mate. I'm just having a whinge. Uh, You can order, and then people are like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. If you're just whinging. It's a national pastime. Be as grumpy as as you like. I I won't take it personally. Just whinging. Yeah. yeah. Just having a whinge.
0: There's sort of an understanding. If you do Mm. enough whinging, it's like, oh, I just need to get. Yeah. Just getting enough. Do you say blow off steam? Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, it's not as common as not as common no, whinging's yeah, whinge- <laughs> because
1: whinging is a more incessant type of it can go on for a long time and a,
0: but it's sort of socially acceptable more or less well
1: if you you can justify something by saying sorry i'm just having a whinge yeah yeah just getting it off my chest
0: yeah mm-hmm. see getting off your chest we say that to mean like i'm confessing something <laughs> like yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's not that it's not that, it's earnest not that or serious s- here it's more just you getting the uh, yeah getting all the yeah. you say that just to mean like oh I'm just like unloading yeah, yeah. exactly yeah that's it's more right. interesting yeah. some all people
1: right. do it probably a little bit too much but yeah you call them bloody Winges <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I forgot, I forgot to uh, announce our uh, other guest Nara damasin so I don't know if we're gonna release your episode before no. or after we'll knows, figure so. that out later but yep. um, you guys are accompanying each other so yeah, yeah. I guess, I get, yeah i get to play guitar in this episode so yeah i'm in the comfy chair for yeah. that <laughs> kicking back um so yeah we're in australia is this the bush yep this yep. is what the bush is
1: yeah well you can see the bush yeah, like, we're in the the a paddock we're sort of that's in the, the, bush. the top paddock of uh of my family's property at the moment. So this would origin- This whole property was originally cattle country and they've sort of planted as many trees as they possibly could. Um, but, like, as soon as you go, like, up onto that hill there, that's the bush. We'll that's take you out to the bush. The bush Great. is where there's, like,
0: scrubbing trees. So okay. did, did you grow up on this property?
1: Yeah, pretty much from when I was about 15, Man. I did, yeah.
0: Cool. Um, so I have all sorts of questions about, like, how you got into playing old-time music and stuff, but like maybe let's start at the beginning. You grew up doing circus music, right? Or uh, not, not music, but like circus in general, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I've done for money since I was like an early
0: teenager. Yeah. So how did you get into doing that? Was that your first performing medium? Yep. yep. Circus.
1: Uh, I taught myself to juggle uh, from a magazine, and then uh, my. Uh, mum and stepdad were doing uh, a reasonable amount of musical busking sort of singer-songwriters yeah. um, to supplement their income and uh, and they got selected as the only musical act to attend a street theatre festival um, in Coffs Harbour and so I went along to that very soon after learning to juggle and saw a whole bunch of uh, international street performers doing circle shows which is like different to passer by busing where you're playing music and people walk by and give you money, these guys would stop, put their suitcase on the ground and say, Okay, I'm gonna do a show, folks and they'd draw a big crowd, yeah. do a show and so I, I straight away started uh, doing that from, because I was exposed to it at a young age and I could suddenly earn money as a
0: teenager. Yeah. As a young
1: teenager I would go out and I could uh, straight away I could make fifty bucks in a show. Or, where
0: would you where would you go to do uh, circle shows? local markets. Local markets.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. or on the street, um in places yeah
0: so you taught yourself how to juggle yeah are circus performers generally expected to sort of have like a bunch of different just things you can do like how or do oh, you no, specialize do you get to specialize as a circus yeah, performer or? yeah it,
1: ver- it varies very much but because i started out as a street performer street performers usually have more of a variety of skills yeah and because street performing is a lot about having the gift of a gab and talking a lot to the audience yeah um And I got into sort of circus a bit later. I definitely started as a street performer. And then circus performers, yeah, generally specialize and have one or two acts um,
0: or more. Um, But, so yeah. So I've yet to see your, Mm. I've seen a couple like little videos. Yeah. But um, nowadays you have a family circus, Mm. Pitts Family Circus. Yeah video right yeah. here oh, yeah. like there'll be some the videos, videos on facebook so, yeah. i don't yeah. know if i'm releasing the interview sure. itself or maybe just a couple tunes but yeah uh this is the yeah we're uh sort of sitting outside of your you call them caravans yeah we here. Call, it yeah, caravan. caravans. You call it a trailer don't you? trailer yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i caravan more uh do you do this one here there's this drawing of of you of you guys um all standing on top of each other's shoulders. Yeah, so you're on the bottom. Yep. And then Bronte. And there's Bronte. And then Gwyn. Gwyn. And then Emily. And then Emily. And then Ollie is just... Yeah. Can he really um, uh, balance on your arm like that?
1: Yeah, he, he does. We do a lot of that type of stuff.
0: Um, That's so impressive. Because Ollie is two?
1: Yeah, he's two. Yeah. <laughs> and like to tell you the truth, uh, a lot of this type of acrobatics, so one person's standing on top of another person. Yeah. The top person isn't balancing. The top person's pretending to be a stick and the bottom person does the balancing. Interesting. So that's how it works. And if you start with children when they're young, they develop that... Uh, ability to give their balance to the bottom person instead of balancing themselves. Huh. And that's difficult for adults. They don't, if you, if I lifted you up in my arms, uh, standing on my hands, you would want wanting to balance yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I want to be in control. You yeah. want yeah. to be in control. So, but if you start them really young, they develop it as like an innate ability and cool. uh, they can do it. You know?
0: So Ollie is just willing to, subconsciously willing to like, let you balance him.
1: I've balanced him. In my hands before he since
0: before he could actually stand up himself. Yeah.
1: So cool. So yeah, he can do it. Although they have moments where they're like, you see them, they bend their legs, and you have to go straight, stand straight. Yeah. You know, stand up straight. <laughs> straighten your legs.
0: I'm always yelling things like that at my kids. <laughs> Shall we play another tune? And then Shall I, I want to like yeah. trace the how you got into playing fiddle and, and yeah. banjo and stuff. <clears throat> sure.
1: Uh, What was the other
0: G-shirt? Oh, no, that's the C
1: one. There was another... Oh, should we do the Henty Man, I suppose? Yeah, Henty Man. Yeah. What's the...
0: What is a Henty Man?
1: Uh, So, this is an original tune of mine, uh, which I I wrote, or I I like to say it was revealed to me because I was uh, on a rare sort of... Had some rare time by myself driving around Victoria in a car, and so I would stop at interesting places and uh, just sit out there with my fiddle and try and see if I could find a tune there or just play the first tune um, like try and make up a tune fairly quickly in that area and this one came to me in a little place between Aubrey and Wagga Wagga and, uh, at a, uh, and the Henty man is actually a, a dead tree that a swagman uh, which is like Australian type of hobo um, from the early days camped at and He lit a fire in the hollow of the tree. And then what was left looks like a man pointing his arm out to a place called, and so the swagman wrote Henty 130 kilometers on it. So it was like, became the sign, but it looked like a man pointing to a place called Henty. And uh, so they call it the Henty man.
0: Huh? Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Some like early Australian history. Hmm. So this is like a specific tree. It's a specific, a specific tree. tree. Still there? Yeah, it's still there. It you can still go and see the it. Yet yeah, they restored the tree, uh, restored in some tree. way. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. And, and they all call it so. the Henty Man. Yeah, it's like a little. So yeah. I suppose it's sort of a point of interest or a tourist you attraction. As the Henty Man. Yeah, it's one of those tourist attractions that you you would hope people wouldn't travel too far to specifically see that, or they. It's more be.
0: like, okay, I gotta take a break like yeah it's at oh, a rest- yeah, the Hinty man let's see the Hintyman. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it says yeah that's right. Yeah, good yeah mm. uh going across um the northern part of the states uh in montana there's all of the there's not like necessarily that much to see you know other than just the beautiful landscape and stuff mm. you know but like attractions not necessarily yeah, yeah. like or a lot of towns to stop in but um i think there's this like uh 50 foot high cow just like yeah. out yeah. and around yeah. and they have like signs they're like come see the big old cow uh, yeah, you know yeah. it's like we have big stuff here too. that's a real yeah. tradition in Australia <laughs> yeah. big stuff we've got a big, a big yeah. prawn down in Ballina it's a big, big, big prawn here. big yeah. banana yeah big
1: there's like there's all sorts of things you know we've got big stuff everywhere yeah, yeah there is just you'll a, see it mm, some of them are better than others but yeah <laughs> okay let's play this I man. you guys start <clears throat> one yeah. round and I'll enjoy It's nice to hear. Other, I've never played it with anyone apart from you guys now, so yeah. that's good.
0: Spread it around. Yes. It's the new hot old time tune. <laughs> man. Yeah. For, for those of you who want to learn how to play it on banjo, I'm playing it out of G, even though it's in D in the first part and E in the second part. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <if> <laughs> music I'm using tuning i sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's not many tunes that... I like tunes that you're not sure what the key is. Yeah. yeah, it, floats, cool.
0: yeah it floats. floats mm. around. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me a lot of a, a Jane Rothfield tune. Not a yeah, specific right. one, but it's just yeah. like the kind of tune she would write. Yeah. That's, that's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, Circus, Old Time, is there hmm. stuff in between?
1: Yeah, I suppose hey. like in... Uh, I've always had music around me and my family, and uh, my dad was like pretty heavily into uh, early blues guitar as well. So I was always exposed to that, and had had a guitar. Was given a guitar at a young age, and I could only play Sunshine of uh, Sunshine of Your Love, Sunshine of My Love.
0: And that's going to be our next team. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is
1: it Sunshine of Miles? You. It's your love, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah, my love. Yeah, sorry, it I was looking at you when yeah, I said that. Right. No, it's um, it's <laughs> no, it's your love. It's your love.
0: It's my love. I mean, your love.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so I could only play that for like six years. Just that one. <laughs> <mumbles> <laughs> <laughs> just that one. Really? You just played it a lot. Yeah, yeah only the first it was sort of riff of your, like, as well. smoke on the water. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. a bass line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, don't and, do more than fourteen uh, seconds. I'll we'll have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and then, and then, so, and then, as I like early teenager, I think I started to get some guitar lessons and started to get more into it. Yeah. And then I, what actually inspired me to get more into guitar was a really cool uh, jazz guitar recording of this trio called the Great Guitars: oh, great. Herb Ellis, Barney Kessel, and, um, and Charlie that, Bird. Yeah. It's awesome, like early jazz guitar, and three of them all interacting and. Uh, playing together, but really catchy tunes. It wasn't oh, it was contemporary great. at all. Gareth gave me a copy and it was uh, yeah, and I loved right. it. I, I was really influenced. I remember by that. that actually. You actually transcribed like larger oh. parts of the tunes than I yeah, was yeah. able to. Um, and so that got me into jazz guitar. Uh, but you couldn't find a jazz guitar teacher. So I ended up getting like flamenco guitar lessons uh-huh. with this local guy who still plays now. But that was really good for my right hand technique because oh, yeah, yeah. he was like so into right hand stuff uh, that you'd have to you'd have to do all that stuff but it was nylon string guitar and then I got into then I started at the end of year 10 I left school at year 10 didn't do my uh last two years of school because I knew I was going to be a circus performer do they have performer. 12 here yeah it goes 11 12 yeah and that's like your higher school certificate uh but I, I had no desire at all I knew I could go out and make money yeah doing my shows, so I left and went to study music for a year uh where I learnt yeah sort of jazz guitar theory um but on a nylon string guitar yeah (laughs) and uh and then i switched from music and did a year of uh studying drama dramatic art as well in the same place Mm. which is where i met nara but just before i think i'd i think i was doing the music course Mm. and then i told nara about it as i met him but then i went back and did drama yeah and nara did went and did music. And he did the full two years.
2: I think
0: two years. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Where and where so did you, where was this? This is in Lismore. Lismore. Uh, yeah. Um, and is it a university
1: or no? It was a conservatorium, a but quite a small one. What's it uh, What's it called? The Lismore Conservatorium of go. the Arts. Yeah. Yeah. Northern was it at the time
0: or? it was called NRCAE. Uh, it's the Northern, Northern Rivers, Rivers Conservatorium of Arts and Education.
1: Yep. Okay, there you go. Um, and then I. And then, so after studying music and drama, I met some friends that I'd met as street performers who'd started a circus company touring around in a double-decker bus and another bus doing an outdoor show which had uh, live music touring around in regional Australia. And so I joined up with them, and that was great because I got to do... uh, I got to learn about how how you're touring a circus show, uh, like tying knots and putting up uh rigs to do trapeze off and yeah. setting up lights and things like that, and I got to learn acrobatics which I hadn't done a great deal of before then, and got to be because I had music skills, I got to be part of the band and um if I wasn't on the stage I'd often be helping out with the the music side of things
0: did you uh did you go all over Australia
1: uh, mostly on the eastern side of Australia uh but yeah 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 it was about two and a half years. Traveling yeah. in, in the in the bus.
0: What uh, what were you? What non-music stuff were you performing? In that uh,
1: circus. So I did
0: group acrobatic acts. Yeah. Uh, which
1: was uh, a Chinese pole, which is just like a pole that you sort of sort of shimmy up and yeah, you climb up it and do hold these different positions on it. So, Sticky. Got rosin, so, rosin on it. Yeah, it has oh, rosin. Okay. Actually, yeah, yeah, it has yeah. the rosin. The same rosin you use oh, right. on a fiddle bow. Huh. You melt that down. With linseed oil, and it's like this gooey honey, yeah. and then you rub it on your hands. It was my job to goo the pole. Yeah. Uh, I office. remember watching <laughs> Gareth grease yeah. the pole. I mean, goo, the, goo pole. the pole. They call it shit the pole as well. <laughs> shit uh, the pole. You're gonna have to put an explicit tag now. Um, yeah,
0: I usually don't prefer. It. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and I uh, so I did that, and like human pyramids, like all standing on top of each other, creating different sort of stacks of people. Yeah handstands
2: um,
0: you did handstand
1: acts yeah i did a handstand act doing a handstand on a big stack of chairs hmm. a juggling act uh and sort of
0: and magic you got into oh uh, yeah i had so. a
1: strange character which is where the Pitts family circus yeah. came from i had this strange like uh tasmanian magician mm-hmm. character. so tasmania is like a small part of the bottom of australia that sort of has a Sort of reputation for people being a little bit weird and Is perhaps it a um, different
0: country. No, it's just a it's state. Okay, it's a state of Australia. Yeah. To, it's its own island. well Yeah, it, yeah and so, they're down the bottom. So
1: yeah, they're isolated and sort of people have a reputation there also of perhaps being uh, connected by blood and marriage uh, at the same time <laughs> as well. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I had this weird sort of brown suit wearing nerdy. uh Uh, annoying like quite he's Cecil Pitt uh his name was Cecil Pitt Uh um which abbreviates to Cess Pitt uh and he's like a pretty horrible guy really but uh yeah and you might get to meet him okay great and uh (laughs) And that's where the Pitts family circus came from. Actually, we all oh, grew out good. of creating this one character and then becoming known for that. And then now somehow this
0: character sired children. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right.
1: Yeah. Uh, he always worked with his sister um, in the in and his had act. Children
0: with his sister. Well,
1: yeah, that's we did ha- do that. We did do that gag for a while. But then once we got more than one child, yeah. we were like, I don't know if we want this to be our main thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, we want to be known for other stuff apart like, from this. Playing banjo as well. Yeah, especially yeah, when I yeah. play the banjo and
0: yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
1: it gets a little, yeah. yeah. So then we tra- sort of changed to the Pitts family circus and started to do more of a traditional family circus show based on the, the natural relationships that existed in our family.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But people still get confused now because we were Tasmanian brother and sister act for so long.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, speaking of your family, mm-hmm. uh, we have well. That's the next thing we're going to do, right? Yeah. There goes yeah. Ollie. There goes Ollie up, there the, goes stairs. Ollie up the stairs. Yeah, Ollie is your mm. two-year-old. Yeah. The one who balances on your arm. Yep, yeah. It's not. And uh, we were talking about how um, the other day, when I first came to your house, how I was so impressed at how um, confident Ollie is mm-hmm. uh, because he climbed up onto this big old trampoline, this big rectangular trampoline he was just bouncing he climbed up on it by himself and he was bouncing around it on himself and uh there's no rails on anything in your house like it's just like uh a helicopter parent's like nightmare yeah but it seems like your kids don't have any uh injuries that lasted (laughs) at least (laughs) no i reckon they get if you don't let them fall over yeah they
1: never (laughs) Never only now falls off like we always tell the story that Ollie would go to sleep on the couch sometimes, and we'd be sitting there watching a movie or something, and he, and then he'd roll off the couch in his sleep onto onto a wooden floor with like it has a um, a rug on it, but uh, and he wouldn't wake up. Yeah, he'd just roll off because he's he's used to falling over and it, it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. not bother him. No, it doesn't bother him. Yeah. Although this morning I actually got I got up and Ollie was coming down the stairs and slipped over on something and like tumbled halfway downstairs and i (laughs) caught him and uh but he recovers like really quickly he's a tough kid he's yeah he's really tough
0: (laughs) yeah and the other day he you wouldn't so i mean i think this is a good line to draw you wouldn't let him have a knife and he just like that's the one time i've seen him really throw a fit yeah because he couldn't have a knife yeah (laughs) he wanted to play with a knife yeah that's right you to draw the line somewhere yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah just I, we let him have a knife sometimes. It just <laughs> Moody's
0: in and like yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Depends if he's going to poke
1: his sister Emily. With yeah, it. I think that's that was right. after.
0: That's what they were fighting over. Is yeah, like yeah. they were, yeah. yeah. She had put a knife away so he couldn't have it. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, I got to see because you have this a slide built. You built your house and you have a mm. s- sort of a slide built in next to the stairs. Yeah, it's a staircase and then a wooden slide next. Yeah. to her. Yeah, and I just like watched like. He's going down the slide by himself. <laughs> I know. Like, It's very inspiring for me as a parent because, like, I don't realize how, like, you know, like, sort of doting and like worried I get around. So next, next one, yeah, <laughs> I'll let him let him fall a little more. Yeah, bring him can, over here. Send him down the yeah. slide. <laughs> It's a hard
1: thing. Like yeah. You always want to tell you... You always want to don't want your kids to be hurt, but you've got to let them... Go and, you've got to learn them. You've got to learn them. <We> <laughs> you've you got to learn them. But we also... I know in circus, like, tricks... Some tricks are really scary until you've fallen out of the trick. And then you know what happens when you fall yeah. and you know what the consequence is. You yeah. learn how to land on your feet or, you know, and then you're like, oh, that's cool. I can I can come out of that. I'm yeah. not going to die. Yeah. And, uh... Hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. If I do sustain a bad injury, I, I might get some time off.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So this is a very impressionistic tune about Ollie going up the stairs. Yeah. The first part of the tune tells
1: the story of Ollie going up the stairs and uh, then screaming at the top a little bit when we pull him back down. And then we let him go back up. And this time we don't pull him back down. And uh, then the second part of the tune describes him yeah, falling yeah. down the stairs. Just like this morning, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: very good. <laughs> pretty good <laughs> there goes Ollie there the goes stairs. Ollie up the stairs <laughs> have you uh, worked out like a, a routine around this at all for the circus <laughs> Man, you, this uh, is a new tune a good uh, yeah tune. I wrote this tune
1: like I wrote it while I was watching him go up the stairs and I walked was like so I thought I was worried about him going up the stairs because he was only learning at that stage yeah. and so I was practicing the fiddle and I started walking up behind him yeah. like, so that if he did fall my legs would catch him and yeah. I could just sort of kick him back uh, in yeah. his spot um <laughs> But uh, yes, I have made a little routine sometimes that I do a little sort of clowning routine with the fiddle, where I tell the story of the tune. And yeah. People love. They make some key into the music. Yeah. If they know there's a story there, and yeah. I suppose in old-time music there is that as well of tunes describing something quite simple or just yeah. a feeling or you know tunes coming from a from a place. I think is a cool idea.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, how did you find... You got into bluegrass first, right? Yeah. In after, school?
1: No, no, uh, after studying uh, music um, for some reason, I, sort of at the end of music, I don't even know why, I, I bought a banjo from a music shop and started playing banjo. And I did actually start with a book on old-time banjo. Oh. Um, what book was it? It was Wayne Ersman's book, How to Play the Clawhammer Banjo. For dummies, yeah, right? Maybe. Because uh, I what, saw I say someone... dummies. I think it was like...
0: Or complete Uh, ignoramus. Maybe something like that. Because someone had that (laughs) at the old-time school. Mm. Uh, There was an earlier publication of it, though. (laughs) Anyway, but... (laughs) Something just very (laughs) patronising. Yeah.
1: But anyway, what... Complete ignoramus. um, Yeah. (laughs) But I I, I was so used to, like, playing up-picking styles that when I saw the description of how you played the claw hammer stroke striking down with your... Fingers, I i this can't be right, it's a mistake in the yeah. book. I decided <laughs> so. I started learning those tunes, it's, it's same uh, typo over and over and over yeah. again. <laughs> I started uh learning those tunes in that in like a sort of up picking style, yeah. And then I got some other books and yeah, started. I, I wanted to play bluegrass really because that's what that was what the banjo sound that I'd heard the most of. Yeah,
0: where did you hear bluegrass? Um, I don't even know. Was it just sort of in the collective consciousness? You just knew that it was a thing? It wasn't at all. I just liked the
1: banjo and I went to the music shop, uh, and looked in their banjo section and they had a Baylor Flex CD. Oh, yeah. It was the Bayflex CD Tabula Rasa, mm-hmm. uh, which is Baylor with some Indian and traditional Chinese musicians, and so that was my entry point. <laughs> <to> yeah, <into laughs> it's a so. banjo. Very bad. Yeah, and I pretty much worked my way backwards yeah. from there instead of the way people normally. He's do probably it. who
0: I first heard sure play banjo too. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah.
1: yeah. always like um, a huge inspiration. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, I played bluegrass or tried to play bluegrass at least for a long time. It's hard in Australia. There's not many people that play bluegrass. Yeah. Uh, so you're always struggling to find people to play with. And yeah. often the people that do play it, uh, um, they want to play at as high a level as they can. Yeah. And they're certainly not, yeah. as, it's, they're not as keen
0: to take you under their wing. I think a big Um, like motivator for me like getting better at playing this music is like oh i want to play with that person yeah i need to like work up to playing with that person but yeah maybe if there's enough people then you have people to help you work up yeah (laughs) you know like yeah that's right yeah but if there's just a big gap like virtuosic players and then beginners Mm. Mm. yeah it's it's tough there was a few people
1: though chris cook a local guy helped me a lot oh yeah um, who you've met yeah um, yeah I met him when I was like 18 and he took me to his house and gave me tapes of Bill Monroe and oh, cool. the bad livers and uh, and the hot club of cowtown and um, yeah so that that helped me a lot and uh, and he also showed me the first lick I ever learnt on the fiddle as well he showed me how to do like a an upbow Georgia shuffle oh yeah uh, <laughs>
0: which is a pretty strange sort of is that is that where you go it's like you so oh yeah but it's putting the, that's it's just putting two the, motions yeah it's putting the dig
1: in oh. on the upbeat uh, oh, and that's possibly a like because Chris learnt from some Australian an uh, old Australian fiddle player maybe oh. it's a, a, a sort of a bow lick they use mm. um, that he used that uh, Les Bruken I think uh, from Coffs Harbour Chris spent a lot of time mm. with him um, so he,
0: he introduced you to, to the fiddle then? Yeah, he did, actually. Very good. And
1: And learning, st- what got me into it was learning that it was like banjo, that your right oh, yeah, hand yeah. made a pattern, and yeah. then you could plonk whatever you wanted on with your left hand yeah. underneath that. And, uh, and so that was probably, I was probably 18 then, uh, which is almost embarrassing because I'm like almost 40 now to think <laughs> I've been playing the fiddle for 20 years. But I didn't work on it a lot. I just fooled with it every now and again uh-huh. and I only really worked on it a lot in the last five years
0: but because um, you were doing probably more bluegrass fiddle at that time
1: no not well, I, it's too hard right. I, I was <laughs> yeah. just like trying to play like I, I was just trying to play fiddle tunes still, just like basic fiddle tunes like Arkansas Traveler or sure, Fire sure, on the yeah. Mountain and stuff like that yeah um, but but I really dug the thing of making a right hand pattern and then trying to put stuff underneath it yeah uh, but it's something I'm still working out how to do good yeah you know yeah and then yeah so then how did i get into yeah then gradually after like playing bluegrass for ages uh, i don't know why i started getting so into old time music i think i just naturally gravitated towards it the more i heard of it i really dug it and i dug the that the community seemed really nice yeah. as well and it was less like yeah less um sort of uh
0: competitive
1: and yeah less competitive and, uh, than than um than old time than bluegrass music
0: yeah, yeah. should we get to d can yeah. we go, can, do you want to end on the a tune or the yeah, d tune yeah i think we we'll end on the a tune okay let's go to d yeah. yeah where did you find this tune where did i find this tune um this is like a i first heard it in festivals because like people sort of like this is like a party festival tune, or at least it yeah. was when I really started going mm. to festivals. Yeah. Not as much anymore, but...
1: Uh, I think it was actually from watching a video of another recent guest on your podcast, Roger Neverton playing Oh, it. very
0: good. He plays this. Yeah, he oh, plays wonderful. it really good. Yeah, and,
1: uh, and then I... And then I actually found the Hill Country yeah. uh, document and some of the information about that, so I checked it out there as well.
0: Read the notes? Yeah. 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 Yeah, no one ever plays the notes that are fr- from those transcriptions anymore. Yeah.
1: No, they're sort of quite, yeah. um, they're very simple, I suppose, and the yeah. tunes develop more from there. But it's definitely yeah, even, good to check it out.
0: Even Mark Tamsula and Richard Withers, like when they play, they're like the people who play West Pennsylvania tunes. Mm. Like they make, they take liberties with it all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, which is how it should be, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Huh? Should we give it get a that old reel going? Yeah.
1: Tune, yeah. Well played You too There was a magpie that um, was just walking behind the camera Oh the, yeah, in, in the middle of that pro. tune yeah. it, was a, it was one of those baby ones you were talking about with the grey on it Silly bird, yeah. got, his, got his cue completely wrong I know, <laughs> yeah. he did, he was way uh, 30 minutes ago
0: So we got one team left uh, mm. but before we do that um, what do you want people to go look up how do people, you know, sort of follow all the stuff you're into?
1: Yeah, well, people can uh, have a look at the Pitts Family Circus, which is the main project I do. P-I-T-T-S? Uh, yep, P-I-T-T-S. And there's a website for that, uh, www.thepittsfamilycircus.com.au. And the main sort of .au. .au. Yeah. Important, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, otherwise you go to, like... Uh, Brad Pitt's uh personal website That's oh a very, very different <laughs> very different thing He's his own, his own
0: uh, circus. His own. is there a.au at the end of all the like Australian no it just like, depends domains? if you
1: want to get that domain yeah do they have like like.biz.au
0: or like yeah dot, they do nap, have a lot of stuff and these days it's changed and it wasn't lot, Brad Pitt yeah.
1: but it was some like Pitt family in America who had the the pitts.com domain yeah. name the pits. <laughs> yeah they just wanted that <laughs> they're
0: the pits <laughs> um,
1: and then the music project i do uh, which isn't really strictly bluegrass or old time uh, but it has elements of that in it is with my brother uh and it's called the barkers vale brothers
0: because we're in barkers we're in barkers yeah. yeah and you grew up in Barkersvale. we grew up yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and so that's uh, and that that's we don't have a website but you can find us on facebook okay um the barkers brothers and I suppose the other in pe- thing people can check out, which we'll put details to in the in your podcast notes, yeah. I suppose, is um, is a, a film about the Pitts Family Circus, which is called The Pitts Circus Family. And wow. it's a feature-length film that we made with uh, an Irish director and was produced by a Swiss guy and is one of the first uh, film projects. Uh, it is the first film project ever... Uh, financed completely by cryptocurrency. <laughs> oh yeah, you're telling yeah, that. Yeah, so it's which, really which one? Ethereum. Is it
0: Ethereum?
1: Yeah, so you can sort of, if you look, if you go to the address for the film, for the film's website, and you uh, you can pre-purchase a ticket to watch the film, and then if you recommend the film to your friends, uh, you will actually receive some money through, uh, I think through crypto- cryptocurrency you'll receive some money for recommending it to your friends. Yeah. So it's sort of like a carny pyramid scheme. <laughs> uh, and I don't fully understand it myself, but it, it's it's sort of a cool thing. And um, yeah. yeah, the movie's pretty good. I did all the music for the movie and it's
0: uh, it gives you a real insight into our family, that's for sure. Great. Can't wait to see it. Is it available like is it still at theaters
1: it's still like doing a film festival oh tour. cool great um so then you get sort of accolades for it and then yeah. hopefully uh the producer is looking to get some type of distribution deal great, great. And at some point now you'll basically be able to go onto the internet and watch it for yeah.
0: a small amount of money but before then see if you can see it if it comes through you can buy yeah.
1: shares in it sort of yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> very good open up your tour browser (laughs) browser yeah 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 okay awesome thanks so much for being on the show ah it's a real pleasure and thanks for supporting the show for like a really long time no it's it's, really nice
1: it's uh you know it's fantastic i've listened i've listened to all the episodes of the show uh because we do a lot of
0: driving and it's a great show happy to keep you company on your drive yeah (laughs) I'm excited to actually keep you company on a drive very soon, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to ask you to do Get Up In The Cool.
0: While you're driving. While you're driving, yeah. 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 I'll just do all my my my
1: best impressions of- You have to do the voices of the the other people in your favourite episodes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Have a go. sure to check the show notes on your device for links to the Pitts Family Circus, their feature film, and Gareth's band, the Barkersvale Brothers. You can also find all of those on Facebook. If you need old-time fiddling and circus at your festival, Gareth is your guy. Just use the contact form at thepitts.com.au. Also, you're invited to come to the Sphinx Rock Old-Time Session every Tuesday, 9:30 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. outside of Nimbin. I included a link to their Facebook group. Get Up in the Cool is funded primarily by you, the listeners. If you haven't signed up to support the show, visit getupinthecool.com and click the button that says Patreon, then choose a support level that works for you and get its corresponding reward. Throw in a little, and I'll give you an on-air shout-out. Throw in a little more, and you could get access to the bonus track blog, where I post the extra tune that my guests and I play for each episode, including this one. At higher levels of support, you could join me for a monthly online banjo workshop or download the whole Get Up In The Cool tune archive, featuring every tune and song ever played on the show, including the bonus tracks, tagged and separated from the dialogue for your listening convenience. I also offer the show's exclusive bonus content in bulk at a discount. Just go to getupinthecool.com and click the link that says store and choose a support level that works for you. Thanks again to all my supporters, Patreon and otherwise. Your help is very needed and very appreciated. To those of you who are unable to support Get Up in the Cool financially, please consider spreading the show around to people who might. Just follow my personal account on Instagram and like and follow Get Up in the Cool's Facebook page and Twitter and share those videos and links. Another great way to support the show is to purchase a telegram if you'd like me to read a message on air for another listener of the show, or choose the promotional option, and I'll read ad copy for your business, festival, or crowdfunding campaign. Those can be purchased at getupinthecool.com and then click that store button. Speaking of which, thanks again to this episode's sponsors, the Kawaii Old Time Gathering and Elderly Instruments. You can find them online at kawaiioldtime.com and elderly.com. If you want to book me for your square dance festival or music camp or take skype banjo lessons with me go to getupinthecool.com and click contact also on that website are links to my albums including get up in the cool volume 2 which is now available as a cd or digital download i have another podcast called think outside the box set it's an irreverent weekly music review show and it's available wherever you like to get your podcasts if you're having trouble finding or remembering anything i mentioned in this outro it's all linked in the show notes on your device my website and the get up in the cool facebook page and group that's all for now friends thanks for listening come back same time next week to get up in the cool